It is 28 away from 2 o'clock. Uh, around the world, how does it work? Uh, Sam, you're about to uh, take take the reins. No, just um, some of the headlines that have been left off Johnny Mac's bulletin, mm, which okay. I find um, relevant, useful, important for everyone else listening out there. Okay, so I have done the hard yards, mm-hmm. perused the internet, and I've found all these stories that you need to know. Um, the first one starts, takes us to Arizona, funnily enough, the great state of Arizona in uh, the US of A. And I'm going to ask you a question here, mm-hmm. and I want you to ask honestly, yep. okay, truth serum. Have you ever used a T2 lane illegally? Yes. Brian Ardity. Yes. Yep. Right answer. Have you ever, and, and I'm assuming illegally means you've driven on your own in a T2 lane? Yes. Yes. Have you ever tried to pass off an object in your car as a passenger? Yes. Right. No. What was the object? This is going to sound funny, so I should explain it. Is the story about you? I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> I used to work for another radio station. Yes. And uh, I was complaining in the office one day loudly about the traffic on Oniwa Road. Yep. And about the T2, T2 and the, uh, the T2 and the, having the camera operators. So uh, they were like, we're going to do an experiment. And so they got me a blow-up doll. Oh, so yeah. I had a blow-up doll dressed it's, uh, with a hat on and everything sitting in the uh, in the passenger seat. Did it work? No. They, oh, really? They, they, they pinged you? They pinged it straight away. They, like the guy even sh- just looked at he dead eye dead eyeballed me yeah. and just shook his head He's, like he was disappointed he looked into the soul of that mannequin and <laughs> yeah. uh, okay so th- this may be you because uh, in Arizona um, a lady has been pulled up for trying to get away for trying to get away with being in a T2 lane with a inflatable Grinch <laughs> which I mean that's Same slightly thing. more unrealistic than your uh, dressed up mannequin doll um, the one of the headlines read a, a very uh, z- suspicious looking uh, driver and passenger um, of course she didn't get away with it pulled up by the cops and uh, had to pay the fine and uh, the cops also urging all motorists to follow traffic laws correctly please yeah. um, this one one of my faves today mm. And we stay in the United States and go to Kentucky, actually, where a woman has won $175,000 off some scratchies. Not just any ordinary scratchies, Ricardo. These are the product of a little uh, secret Santa at the office. Oh, wow. Even worse. Have you, have you heard of the game uh, White Elephant? No. It's the one where everyone gets gifts mm. and you start with one person, they open the gift, another person can steal it from them, the next person can either steal or get a new one and you oh, just keep yeah. going around until everyone's gone through and then the last person can obviously keep or take type thing. Now, um, this particular la- uh, lady, Lori Janes, um, she had picked up a TJ Maxx voucher for $25. No idea what TJ Maxx is. Sounds some sort of cosmetic, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Um, $25. But one of her colleagues stole it from her as per the rules of the game. She was actually very gutted that she she really wanted the voucher. So she thought, oh, screw it, I'll steal somebody else's then. So she stole another colleague's gift, which was $25 worth of lottery tickets. Outstanding. And she ended up with one hundred and seventy five k. Now, how... Uh, obviously annoyed would you be as the colleague who had that removed from them? You'd That's probably the annoyed. first question. The second yeah. one is, do you have any sort of claim to getting some of that money if you were the original recipient of the of the lottery tickets? No. Or I don't rules are rules. Do. Rules, rules are rules, rules, man. You know what you're in for. It's like there's actually a little bit of a rule 
if you buy scratchy tickets for someone as a present for their birthday or for Christmas, mm. are you entitled, if they win, say, a million bucks, are you entitled to some of that for buying the scratchy? No, because that's, that's, that's not what gifting's about, right? <laughs> well, it's a million bucks, though, you know? Yeah. Throw me 10K or yeah. something. Well, just, yeah, I mean, but that's, that's, that's on the them. That's not an expectation you should no. have. Okay, yeah, no, well, that, that's what I was wondering. Um, this one, a little bit more concerning. Uh, toxic heavy metals have been found in nearly 30 dark chocolate bars. And uh, I'm looking at this list here, and mm. luckily we don't have a lot of them here. So uh, an organisation, Consumer Reports, bunch of scientists, uh, tested chocolate bars uh, from Hershey's, Godiva, Green and Black's, Girardelli, Lint, or Lindt, that's the one, Lindt, that's the one we've got, uh, Dove and Trader Joe's. Of the 28 bars tested, uh, cadmium and lead were detected in every single one of them, and both of those substances are, are highly poisonous. So, um, everyone thought dark chocolate was healthier for you, Ricardo? Yeah, well, I apparently always not. thought that. I Appar- always thought that. Apparently not. Mm. And my last one, and I love this sort of stuff when it comes out after a World Cup, um, Jose Miguel Polanco. Mm-hmm. That name will mean absolutely nothing to you, as it means nothing to me, because yep. it's just a random person on Twitter. But someone's unearthed a tweet from Jose Back on March 20th, 2015. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. December 18, 2022. 34-year-old Leo Messi will win the World Cup and become the greatest player of all time. Check back with me in seven years. Wow. Tweeted that in 2015. Wow. Going viral now. Very nearly correct, because Messi's 35. Is he? Yeah. Ah. Bad maths. Oh, bad maths. Bad maths. Oh. But what a great call, though. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love those um, sort of prediction ones. There was another one. Oh, was it about the NRL? There was one that was that done last year as well that went viral for um, predicting a winner. Very, very astute sporting pundits. If only they put their money where their mouth is, i.e. their TAB account. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. Because I guarantee you he didn't do that. No, no. But imagine if you had. Because you hear those stories about guys in the UK who, um, you know, they have a kid, and mm. so they go to the bookies, and they what will you give me uh, odds-wise for mm-hmm. my kid to represent England at some point? Wow, um, I know, didn't know. Do they actually do that? And the, the, the bookies will create a market for wow. you. And uh, I'm trying to remember whose dad it was. It was somebody that might have been Jordan. Beckham. No, it might have been. It was like Jordan Pickford, I think, maybe. Is he a dad? No, he's oh, uh, his, his dad. dad. His dad put oh. fo- a fiver on him to play for England one day, and I think it was at like 1,000 to 1. Oh, that's, the smart, they gave that's smart tipping. That's yeah. smart tipping. What, I actually thought about this last night. What If you could go out and create a book, what what would you ask them to make up for you, if you had to make up something sort of quirky and random? Yeah, that's that's good. I, I'm always um, really interested around election times, particularly mm. US elections. Okay. They don't do it here, but they do it in the states. Yeah, yeah. Those, like, those are the sort of books, or you know, the names of the next royal baby, that sort of stuff. That's yeah, that's a that's a very popular one over in the UK. Because um, um, when I was working for for another radio company before, what's his name, Prince George was was born. Yes. Uh, the company had a station called George, and I said to them, "You should get some stickers made that, like, you know, reflect that." I can't remember what the line was, but I had some line, and they were like, "That's a great idea." And they did it, and then he got named George, and that was their marketing campaign for the next six months. That's you know? great. Well, see, I was thinking of the Melbourne Derby and thinking if you went to a bookie and said, "What are the odds that a that a game that any given game is going to be abandoned mm. for you know whatever?" The odds would be remarkably high, right? You would think like so. Hundreds of thousands, maybe. Yeah, to one potentially to potentially. For, for a game to be abandoned. Well, maybe five thousand to one. Something like five thousand to one. So why wouldn't you do that and then just go and put a dollar on like every single game from then on and 
surely at some stage it's going to hit. Yeah. I don't know, is that bad economics? Maybe it is. It is probably I, bad economics because I, I think this is the first time it's happened in the A-League and you'd have, you know, true, yeah. how many years has that been? So how many games? 5,000 games. You'd have to go through 5,000 games just to break even. But yeah. the one I used to do was um, there was a season in the NRL, I thought, screw it. What if I put 10 bucks on the draw mm. on uh, the Warriors every single game going to Golden Point? The odds were twenty six to one. So as long as one game during the season goes to each point, you'll you'll at least get your money back, right? Yeah. But if a couple went or if one went early, then you'd sort of cash and away you go. I lasted about three or four games before saying this is stupid, I'm not gonna do this. And that was the year where I think they had three games in a row or four <laughs> games in a row go to go to extra time. <laughs> so yeah, uh. just uh Stick with your head, not your heart. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There you go, kids. There's a there's a there's a a good lesson for you.